you for that. Let's go to Micah 6 again this evening. Uh, we're going to start there, and then we're going to have <clears throat> kind of a sword drill. Uh, I'm going to be covering a bunch of different scriptures. It uh, won't be a competition, but we'll have a lot of places, quite a bit of them uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, as well as in Psalm uh, 119 uh, tonight. Uh, message entitled, All Your Heart, this morning as we begin in Micah chapter number 6, and we're going to read uh, verse number 6 uh, and down through verse number 8. Uh, the Bible says there in verse 6, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before Him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, uh, and to walk humbly with thy God. And so we uh, focused in on those three main parts of, uh, of verse number 8 and what God has showed us that is good. Uh, and that, of course, is to do justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly, uh, looking at what the Lord requires of us, uh, what God expects of us. We, uh, we should, uh, as Christians, be interested uh, in, in what God wants. Uh, not what pastors say uh, is what God requires, although what a pastor preaches from the Bible, should it should match up with the Word of God, uh, and so we preach the Word, uh, but it's beyond that. I had uh, a discussion yesterday <coughs> with uh, a visitor, uh, visit our church, and just talking about the church and things. Uh, let, me, let me also say this. I just want to encourage you to come out uh, Saturday for uh, its all-church outreach. Uh, and uh, it's important to come out for that. Uh, our church, uh, we, God will bless and will grow our church if we are, are faithful to go out and witness and visit and do those things. And uh, someone asked today uh, if there were visits to be made because they can't go out and you know, climb hills and walk, and there certainly can be those things and follow up on uh, absentees and whatnot. Uh, but also, we need to be, we need to be knocking doors. Uh, we need to be doing things to reach people. It could be, for you, it could be sitting... Um, uh, in a Starbucks with a, with a book that maybe has an interesting title, uh, and somebody inevitably is going to ask you, what are you reading, you know? Uh, I sat in there with my Bible. I thought that would happen yesterday, and it, uh, it didn't happen uh, per se in, in one spot. Uh, the other spot, a person noticed it. We uh, talked a little bit about church and invited them out there, uh, but it could, be, it could be that, striking up a conversation uh, with the intent to give someone uh, the good news of the gospel. We need to do more of that. Otherwise, uh, the, um, it just that's God's plan. God's plan is for us to evangelize, to reach people with the gospel. Uh, so we're reading our Bible. We're looking at refocusing on important things. Uh, what's important to God should be important to us. Uh, and reaching people with His good news uh, should be our primary focus as a local church. So in all of our refocusing uh, for 2020, uh, we could talk about refocusing on the family, refocusing uh, in the Word and all the things that we'll do, uh, but if we're not focused in on uh, the, the basics uh, of, of, of church life uh, in soul winning and things like that, uh, we'll, have, we'll have wasted the year uh, to a certain degree. Uh, we might be, you know... Uh, might read through our Bible a couple times, uh, and that's wonderful. Uh, but, uh, but we can't just consume those things uh, to ourselves and not share that with other people. So I want to know what God expects of me. We uh, looked at briefly Ecclesiastes 12, verse number 11. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, uh, keep His commandments. Um, how many of you believe that, that God is real? Um, okay, we all, we all believe that. Heaven's real, you believe that? 
Uh, and, uh, and so it's important for us to tell people uh, that are on their way to hell uh, that Jesus has uh, uh, made the way uh, for them to be saved, born again, uh, the free gift of salvation. That should be important to us. Uh, we, uh, we believe it, and that belief needs to drive our behavior, uh, and, uh, but we should also, uh, I, I think this, I'm going to go out on a limb, I think you should be more excited uh, about uh, serving God and spreading the gospel uh, than anything else you're selling. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're whatever, and I'm, I'm, I'm all for making money, I'm a capitalist, uh, I, I think it's important for you to do that. If, uh, if, you're, uh, if you're not making enough money, perhaps you need to go make more of it. Uh, I'm all for that. Uh, but if you, uh, if you sell something, it could be whatever. Let me try to pick something that nobody's selling. Um, plexus. Is anybody in here selling Plexus? Oh, you're selling Plexus. Uh, too bad you got one. All right, but here's the deal. Uh, if, uh, if you're going to tell somebody about Plexus, just you make a deal with the Lord. God, for every person I tell about Plexus, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. And uh, you doing that? Oh, okay. So she's, yeah, so she's her own her best customer uh, and, uh, in doing that. But you follow what I'm saying is that if you're going to do something like that, uh, you just say, for every person I'm going to tell, uh, I'm going to tell uh, somebody about Jesus. And then as excited as you are about whatever that product is, uh, because if you, if, you, if you sold Plexus, like with the same zeal, uh, actually zeal is a competitor uh, for Plexus, <laughs> uh, with the same zeal as you, as you do um, talking about the Lord, you wouldn't sell a thing. You just wouldn't. Um, the people don't, you say, well, you know, it's, it's really the best, you know, uh, energy drink or whatever out there, uh, and uh, they're not going to believe you because you just tried to sell them an energy drink with no energy, all right? So uh, being uh, enthusiastic uh, about uh, the things of God, so it's our whole heart. It's all of our heart. Now, uh, there's a game, uh, the Super Bowl going on, and, and let me also say, you know, make sure that you're not telling people to score at the end. People want to leave and go watch it and whatnot, uh, but there are, man, there are people who, uh, man, they love their, their 49ers. Uh, and they love their Chiefs or the Packers or the Vikings or whatever. We all have those teams. And, and there, are, there are people who are really fans. We uh, had gone to a game, and you see them on TV, the people who are all decked out as uh, super fan stuff uh, with all the, the, the wigs and everything that they've got on. Uh, they are completely bought in, and they are super fans. Uh, they're excited when they go to a game and when they at a, at a football game, especially at you know uh, the uh, what is it the clink uh, whatever it's called now. Uh, you you it is loud in there, and those people scream at the top of their lungs. They are they're all out one hundred percent with all their heart with all of their might screaming uh, for uh, a football team. Uh, again, I love sports, but if they can do that with all their heart. Uh, I think that we can uh, love the Lord with all of our heart. Turn with me to Deuteronomy uh, chapter number 6. I told you that we're going to look at uh, these verses about uh, all uh, in might and mind and strength uh, in the Bible. And there are a bunch of things. Now, if you think about while you're turning to Deuteronomy 6, just think about what, you know, all your heart means uh, or what it means to you. Uh, in fact, let's just, let's just talk about it a little bit. Let's explain, uh, because, we, because we're supposed to do all these things that I'm going to mention from the Bible uh, with all of our heart. Uh, so define that for me. Explain what all of your heart means to you. 
Anybody? No, no, no takers? All right. Yeah, every, everything, all your energy, all your time, it, it is, it is, I mean, there's no mistaking. Uh, you, are, you are 100% committed, all in, it's all heart. Uh, if, uh, if you are to, uh, to watch a, a sports um, event uh, or uh, even, it's not even that, it's even all the commercials that, uh, that they do on these about the, 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 the drinks that you're supposed to drink uh, to uh, maximize your performance and uh, all the heart and, 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 and the discipline that's going into it. If you're going to be a marathon runner, uh, you know, it might start out uh, with, uh, with running for 30 seconds and walking for 30 seconds and, uh, and doing that for just a few miles till you work up to this and then you're running and pretty soon uh, you're running the Boston Marathon, but you're committed. Your heart uh, is in it. It's not just it's not just haphazardly doing it. It is everything that is in you. Um, I think we all know what all of our heart means, but, uh, but when, we, when I ask for you to explain what it is, we have a hard time articulating that or saying what it is, and I think in part because we're just not doing that. Uh, if we define the whole heart, I, you know, uh, I, all of my heart. We we've seen uh, uh, in your own life, as uh, in your marriage. Hopefully, hopefully you love your spouse all your heart. Uh, I hope it's not half-heartedly. I kind of love you. Uh, I love you on you know uh, every other day of the week, but not every day. Uh, it is it is all your heart, uh, and in in that you're convincing uh, to your spouse that uh, when you say that you love them, uh, they believe you. Uh, you you uh, you wrote love letters and uh, and made phone calls and you did all these things to to win your spouse. You were all in completely sold out to the prospect uh, of marrying them. Uh, but then uh, 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 over time or whatever the case may be, that some people who's they're not they're not into it with all their heart. Uh, I can't stand it uh, playing uh, basketball uh, as an example with somebody who's a loafer. Uh, a cherry picker. What a cherry picker is, is somebody who only plays on the offensive end uh, of, of, of the court. And when everybody runs back on defense, they kind of hang out maybe at uh, the three-point line on the other side. Uh, if, uh, if they're uh, a, a, an energetic, lazy person, uh, they might go back to half court. And then when somebody else gets the ball, they're just calling, screaming for the ball because they're only playing one half. Uh, they're, they're not playing with all their heart. Um, I don't, if I'm picking a team, I don't want to pick a person who's doing that. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want somebody on my team who, uh, who, who is not sold out to uh, the prospect. So all of your heart. Let's look at these verses. Uh, and I want you to think, you know what it means. How many of you, how would you, you might not have explained it a moment ago, but can we, how many of you know what all your heart means? All right. Uh, it, is, it is probably, how many of you would be bold enough to say, I, I do everything I do, I do with all my heart? Anybody? Nobody. So right out of the gate, we know that every single thing that I'm going to mention, every verse that I'm going to mention tonight, uh, is probably a 99.9% chance uh, that you aren't, you aren't doing your best, you're not loving God or whatever uh, with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your might. Uh, so right out of the gate, uh, we know that in verse number 6, or excuse me, chapter number 6 of Deuteronomy, look at verse number 5. Uh, here's one of the things we're supposed to do with all of our heart is we're supposed to love God with all of our heart. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. Now, we, we're just talking about heart. 
but it's, it's soul and might. Uh, it's a lot of things, and it's all of it. Soul uh, and uh, heartfelt uh, a, 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 with all of my strength, uh, everything that you've got. If you've ever been to a gym and you're watching somebody trying to do their max lift, uh, and they are, they're screaming, uh, and, and they're pushing, uh, and it's almost, if you've not been to an environment like that, it's a little bit intimidating uh, when somebody is doing that. And you think, what are they, uh, what are they doing? How's it help? Well, when you're putting in uh, 110% effort uh, to try to push uh, some weight uh, or, uh, or bring it up and above your head, if you're not, if you're not 100% committed to the prospect, uh, you're going to get hurt. You're going you're gonna to drop the weight. Uh, on you and and uh, or uh, or do something, tear something. You've got to be. You've got to. You've got to push through. Uh, but but all of it, loving him. Now we know what it means to love a spouse if you're married, or uh, or uh, maybe you have uh, the uh, the desire to be married, or uh, perhaps you're getting married. Uh, someone in here is getting married soon, uh, and uh, so uh, love love with all my heart. Uh, in, in fact, they might even say in a ceremony, you know, and ask you a question, do you? Then what we do ought to line up with it. God says we're supposed to love Him with all of our Let's turn to Deuteronomy 30, verse number 2. And I want to hurry through this, uh, this list uh, because it's a, a longer list. Uh, so normally, uh, well, it's not too long. We'll be all right. Deuteronomy 30 and verse number 2. Uh, and I'll give you a couple other ones along this. The Bible says this, And, sh- and shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and shalt obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Uh, here's what God wants you to do with all your heart and all your soul. Obey him. Loving him, that's kind of, you know, we love him because he first loved us. God so loved the world. Uh, he loved us even though we're sinners. Uh, Christ died for us. He commended his love towards us. He loves us when we're unlovable. Uh, he is the. Uh, 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 he loves us sacrificially and unconditionally. Uh, love is something that uh, we could probably say. I love. I love God uh, with everything that I am. I mean, I really, really, really love Jesus. Uh, but if you don't really, really obey Jesus, um, then then you don't really, really, really love Him. Why? Because the Bible says, "If you love me, you what? You keep my commandments." Why call you me Lord, Lord? And do not the things that I say. Uh, in this verse, you shall return unto the Lord thy God and shalt obey his voice according to all. So it's not, it's obeying his voice and all that he's commanded you with all your heart, with all your soul. So let's take for ex- whatever. There's many examples that we could give, but uh, there's something, something that God, we, we've already mentioned soul winning. So we'll, we'll use soul winning as our example. Um, you're supposed to soul win with all your heart. Uh, you say, well, you know, uh, I'm scared to do it or whatever. And there's a lot of things, a lot of emotions involved with that. Uh, but God has commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And so that is something that God has commanded us to do. Uh, and if he's commanded us to do it, we're to obey his voice and we're to do it with all our heart and with all our soul. Everything is, we ought to, um, we ought to be as, as greatly committed to soul winning as we are to any other endeavor. When I was in Bible college, uh, where there was a, I was always getting kind of irked at people that were there uh, and, and not really trying. Um, I believe that the call of God, uh, and again, it's not to say uh, that what a person, whatever God calls you to do, you ought to do it with all of your might uh, and, as, and as unto the Lord. So whatever your vocation, 
Uh, if uh, well, let's say uh, we have a couple mailmen in here, uh, you have to you have to you have to do what you do uh, and as unto the Lord. And when you do it as unto the Lord, uh, if you're delivering mail, if you're working at Boeing or whatever you're doing, uh, there's, there's a certain uh, dissatisfaction that might come from the kind of work that we are in, in doing. Uh, but when we attach the command of God to do it with our best and to Him, uh, it makes even the most mundane parts of, of our employment or whatever, uh, makes it, even, it makes it better. Because you're not doing it for a uh, dollar. You're doing it for Jesus. And when, and when you have to put up with co-workers or whatever, uh, it's, it's something uh, that you can do and have a better spirit uh, and, a, and a better attitude about it. So uh, everything in obeying Him uh, as unto the Lord. Uh, Psalm 119 and verse number 34. I had another rabbit I was going to chase, but I forgot when I chased the other rabbit. Uh, and uh, Psalm 119 verse 34. Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Uh, it is, it is when, when, when God, when, when I find out that God has commanded me uh, to do something, uh, I, ought to, I ought to say, yes, uh, I'm, I'm blessed to do it, uh, and I'm going to do it with everything that I have. So whether it's soul winning, whether it's giving, whatever it's going to church, uh, if it's reading my Bible, uh, you, ought to, uh, uh, you ought to read your Bible. What's, what's Spanish for uh, for what I'm thinking, like something gusto. What, what is it? Mucho gusto. That's how. That's how you had to read your Bible. Uh, mucho gusto uh, with everything, uh, with with much energy in, in doing it. Uh, here's here's what here. Don't approach your 90 day Bible reading schedule. Kind of like, oh, I wish I didn't sign up for that. Uh, and uh, you you just gotta you you open it up. Uh, and you're like, I get to read my Bible, and you're proactive about it. Uh, if you've got to stand, if you know if you're gonna, lay, if you lay down and read your Bible, you're gonna fall asleep. Then don't lay down. Uh, if you got if you gotta walk around your house and do it, go outside and do it. Uh, whatever you gotta do, uh, you read it. Uh, and you and you read it to to love it and to enjoy it and the whole part the whole process of it uh, and and when you come across a verse and you will and, and the Holy Spirit of God's going to nudge you it's like you you're not doing that uh, you you need to you need to do this and so then you just obey them and you and you do it with everything that you can uh, you're just you're just going to you're going to obey God uh, harder than anybody else. Because, because that's what God wants you to do. Oh, I know what my rabbit was. Uh, people that, they're at Bible college. And, uh, and I think that as you studied to be a pastor, I don't think anyone should study harder to be a plumber than, than what, what you're studying for in the ministry to be a pastor. And when people, people were putting more effort into uh, a, I mean, the, the, the office of a, of a bishop, it's, it's to be desired, and et cetera. Uh, I'm thankful for that call in my life. Uh, and, uh, and, and, I, and I don't want somebody to study harder to be whatever than, than I study to be a preacher. Um, showing up to Bible college and, and just barely passing classes, barely showing up, missing classes, sleeping in, uh, and, uh, and on and on and on. Uh, one of my uh, illustrations I've shared before, uh, there's a guy in Bible college, and he was the Bible readingest guy I've ever met. 
He'd read his Bible. I, I would, I would, I'd get up in the morning uh, at 4.30, 5.30 in the morning uh, to study for my classes. We had a, uh, a, a bathroom that had a bunch of showers and whatever. It was kind of uh, for the whole dorm. There was a bathroom in there. He'd be in there with the light on, and he's reading his Bible. Uh, I'd come home from work at 1 o'clock in the morning, and that guy would be in there reading his Bible. But he never did his homework. And, uh, and he got run from school. Uh, because, he, because he didn't put in the effort. Uh, so we are to obey God. Give me understanding and I shall keep thy laws. I shall obey it with my whole heart. Psalm 119, verse 69, since you're in Psalm 119, the proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Uh, I cried, Psalm 119, 145, I cried with my whole heart, hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. Not only is the, the commandments of God, they should not be grievous to you, you should never read your Bible and God's, you know, uh, or you should never be presented with the truth, the principle from the Word of God uh, that you're in disobedience to. Uh, and all of a sudden the light bulb goes on and I'm supposed to do that or be that. Uh, you should never go, oh, great. Uh, it should be, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of that in my life. I'm going to take care of it now and I'm going to do better and I'm going to obey Him and I'm going to put as much energy with all my heart in that as I do whatever it is that, uh, that you really enjoy. I know, I know guys who are big into sports or big into hunting and fishing. My mom the other day, uh, she sent me this message or whatever, uh, and there was two, uh, two bucks that were locked fighting. And the question was, and she had tagged me, and then she said, um, you know, they're fighting, you know, what do you do? And so my response was, I, uh, I, I, she says, how many, how many times have you seen it? I've seen it three times. Uh, and I said, now, mind you, I haven't hunted for like 18 years. Uh, and I said, I saw it three times, and I would wait till they were unlocked, and I would drop, the, I would drop, I'd hit one, shoot one, and she's like, well, good answer. Uh, there are people, I mean, they live, eat, breathe. I, I've been around uh, and grew up around people. My dad, uh, it's, he was a hunting and fishing fiend. He just, he just did it, and he did it all the time. He loved it, uh, and, uh, and he, when he did it, he just did it. Uh, and, and I had to convince my dad at one point because uh, he was such a, 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 so excited about fishing and, and teaching me. Uh, if my dad were alive today and if he, and he, and if he knew that I hadn't, I hadn't hunted or fished for 18 years really, uh, he'd disown me. He would have. Uh, he would have been he was like, you can't even, you're not even, I don't even, uh, are you mine? Uh, there would there, be a paternity test involved. Uh, there, would be, there would be all kinds of things. Why? Because that was what he was all about, and he did it with all of his heart. But I told my dad, I said, you know, I said, I'm, even at his funeral, when I preached his funeral, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a fisher of men. And so I've got, I am a fisherman, uh, and it was the play on words and everything, but, uh, but I've, got a, I've got a fish for men j- just like my dad fished for fish. And, and I mean, he had everything, every little whatever, uh, and, uh, and, and if it was new and he got it, uh, if you're into something, you spare no expense. So, so you do, you're going to do what you want to do. And God says, you need to love me with all of your heart, soul, might, strength. He says, you need to obey me uh, with all of your heart, your whole heart. Keep his precepts, observe it, all of it with your whole heart. Deuteronomy 10, verse number 12. Deuteronomy 10, in verse number 12, here's the Bible says, and now Israel. Now, uh, let, me, let me also, you say, you're just reading a bunch of Old Testament verses. Let me, let me you find Deuteronomy 10, but let me read a couple of verses to you from the, from the Gospels. Matthew twenty two thirty seven says this, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and all thy mind. 
He said that in the Gospels. He said in Mark 12, verse 33, And to love Him with all the heart, with, uh, with all that heart, with all that understanding, uh, with all the soul, with all the strength, and to love thy neighbor as himself is more than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. That goes with what we read about in Micah chapter number 6, that it's not the external things. What God wants is your devotion and your love for Him, and then to live out what He is making you to be by doing justly and loving mercy and, and walking humbly. Luke chapter number 10, verse 27 says, And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. So, so I'm reading Old Testament verses, but I want you to know that it's a, it is a biblical expectation uh, that is not a law thing. It is a God thing, and it is a Bible thing. And it, we are just as responsible for all these lists of things today uh, as the children of Israel when God wrote the book of Deuteronomy. So, so what he has told his people Israel, he has told all of us as God's people to do these things. Deuteronomy 10 and 12 says, And now Israel, what doth the Lord require of thee? Remember, we just look up, we say, all right, uh, he says, here's God telling us what he requires. He says, but to fear the Lord thy God and to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul. All your heart, all your soul, you're supposed to serve God. But he has a list of things. Uh, he says, walk in his ways, love him. Uh, and fear the Lord, all that. If we're supposed to fear Him, walk with Him, and love Him, all that with all of our heart, but to serve Him that way. So if you have a ministry, and again, serving God, we serve God in, in, in a multitude of ways, uh, in ministry, at church, at our local church, but we, uh, we, everything we do, the Bible says if we give a glass of water in His name, I mean, we're serving Him. So when we serve Him, it's all in. It is, it is all your heart. And we all admitted a while ago that we know what it is. And then none of us could admit that we're doing pretty much anything with that type of, of, of attitude and spirit. Uh, we're not doing it with all of our heart. And so not only are we not doing, we're not loving God like we should. We're not obeying Him like we should. And we're not serving Him like we should. Uh, because obedience and serving and love, it ought to be just 100%. There should be, there should, you should have no problem convincing somebody that you love and obey and serve God. You've heard me say the expression and others that if you were accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? We're, we, we, we won't walk by faith. Uh, our faith doesn't work. Uh, we're not living out our life in front of people. People don't even know. People around us, people in your neighborhood, in your cul-de-sac or whatever, uh, they might not even know you're a Christian. Why? Because <clears throat> you're not 100% you're not sold out. Now, your neighbor, he's a golfer. And, uh, and he golfs every day, and he's got the best clubs, and he's got the, uh, the fancy outfits, and, uh, and, uh, and he's got a, a membership at uh, the 20 different golf courses in the area. I mean, he, he loves golf. When he's home, he watches golf. I mean, he, he, he's, he's, his heart's into it. Uh, but, but your neighbor, if you say you love Jesus, he just thinks, especially, uh, and it doesn't matter if he's lost or saved or whatever, but lost people seem to know uh, what heartfelt devotion looks like more than Christians do. And so he thinks, your neighbor thinks you ought to, lo you ought to love Jesus as much as he loves golf. And, when, and if he thinks that you don't, uh, he's not going to come to church when you invite him for open house Sunday. Because, because you're not committed you don't, you don't, you don't even, you, he's going to feel like, like you don't really believe what you say you believe because if you believe what you said you believe, it would drive everything you did. If you love something, uh, you, you do it. 
Uh, and so God says to love Him and to obey Him and to serve Him. Uh, there's more. Deuteronomy 4, verse 29. He's got a couple more. We're, I think we're almost halfway there. All right. Uh, Deuteronomy 4, verse 29. The Bible says, But if from thence uh, that thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find Him. How? If you seek Him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Psalm 119, verse number 2 says, Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with the whole heart. Uh, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Uh, oh, let me not wander from my commandments. You see, the Bible, and it can go on and on. There's a lot of verses about that. The Bible says that we ought to love God with all of our heart. We ought to obey God uh, with all of our heart, with our whole heart. We serve Him, and then we seek Him. Uh, we, if you seek God with your whole heart, the Bible says you're going to find Him. Now, uh, there's no man that seeketh after God. Let's not talk about salvation. Uh, and uh, if you're saved today, you're saved because the Holy Spirit drew you unto salvation, uh, that you re received a spirit of repentance through the Holy Spirit of God, the convicting power of the Spirit of God. You weren't looking for Jesus. You were looking for an answer to your problems. You're looking to get your bills paid. Uh, You're looking to get uh, uh, out of addiction or whatever the thing. You, you were looking for something, but Jesus wasn't what you're looking for, and Jesus found you. I didn't find Jesus. He found me. But once I got saved, the Bible says I'm supposed to seek Him. I'm supposed to seek after a lot of things. Seek after wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in all of my getting to get these things. Uh, it's more precious than rubies and, and on and on. I'm to seek Him, but I'm to seek Him with my whole heart. There are people who, they, they seek uh, adrenaline. And, uh, and if you've ever watched some of these things, have you ever seen those videos of somebody climbing like a, you know, like a tower or a building and they're standing on like an antenna? Uh, at the very top with like no ropes and whatever. Uh, I just, I, I get anxiety just watching those things. There, there are people, they would, how they ski. I, I've watched people riding mountain bikes uh, on like, you know, uh, some tiny little path like on Mount Everest or whatever. And they're just flying down those things. I watched some kids the other day uh, going down uh, on, a, on a longboard, skateboard, flying uh, down a, a, a road that was not closed off. Uh, and in a tuck, and, I mean, they were flying going down that thing and going around corners and there's a car. They don't know what's going there. They're thrill seekers and they seek after that and they, they, do, they do everything they can for the next, for the next uh, rush of adrenaline. And, uh, and we might look at them and say, well, they're crazy for doing that. There's some that say, well, uh, uh, they love what they love. Some might think, well, they're going to die doing what they love. Uh, and and they're, they're all for it. We, you've heard stories of people who are doing those things and fell off and, uh, and, and perished and they'd have some news article or something on, uh, on the internet or whatever uh, and, and people that know them say, hey, uh, you know, they just, they just died doing what they love. You need to seek Jesus with the same amount of exuberance as somebody seeks a thrill uh, on the side of a mountain. And if you seek him with your whole heart, the Bible says you'll find him. So I just, it just seems like, like God is far from me. Uh, like my relationship with Him isn't what it used to be. Uh, all right, maybe it isn't. But the reason it isn't is your fault. It's not God's fault. God promises, if you seek me, you'll find me. He says, if you draw nigh unto me, He says what? I will draw nigh unto you. That's the promise of God. You are as close to God as you want to be. And if you seek God today with all of your heart, you have the promise of God that you'll find it. With my whole heart have I sought thee. 
Uh, oh, let me not wander from my commandments. Jeremiah, or let's uh, Deuteronomy 30, uh, and, uh, and we've been in there. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 30, verse number 10. Deuteronomy 30, verse number 10, will also be in Jeremiah 24. The Bible says this in Deuteronomy 30, verse number 10, If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep His commandments and His statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, in Jeremiah 24 and verse number 7, I will give them in heart to know me that I am the Lord and they shall be my people and I will be their God for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. See, when we turn to God or we return to God or we repent uh, and, uh, and we decide, uh, God, uh, I, was, I was going in the wrong direction and now God at this altar, uh, I'm going to commit myself to return unto you. You turn and, you return, and return unto him with everything you got. But here's how we might pray. We might be under conviction and we'll come and we'll pray and we say, God, uh, I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better, whatever it is. And, and, and then uh, the invitation is over and we fellowship in, in the hallways and whatever. And uh, we get to our car, we go home. Let's say it's on a Sunday night tonight, and you go home and you've DVR'd uh, uh, the Super Bowl game. And, and uh, so, uh, and you find that you work your way through that and, and you forgot. You forgot the commitment that you made an hour ago uh, at church. It, you, didn't, you didn't return. You didn't repent uh, with your whole heart. Uh, and that's the kind of turning that God wants us to have. He says, all right, uh, all right, do you, you know, uh, I w- if I was God, every time a Christian would pray to me, I'd say, okay, I would just, I'd, I'd do reflective listen. Could you mean that? God, God says, I'm sorry. Or excuse me, a person says, I'm sorry, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do better. I'm going to be better. I, I would say, okay, which way do you really mean that? And uh, unless I was convinced that you meant now God knows. God knows, by the way, if you're doing it with your whole heart. And uh, so if you do a half-hearted prayer uh, or a, a I repent prayer, uh, and in the back of your mind you're planning the next time you're going to do the very same thing you're praying about, that's not wholehearted turning. That's half-hearted turning. And God won't bless that. And, and you want to know what the secret to, to, to making a commitment in repentance or whatever to God is doing it with your whole heart. If you mean it, uh, and uh, now here, here's, here's another way to look at it. Uh, if, if everything that's on this list, we have a hard time doing it with all of our heart. Uh, the Bible, like let's say the Ethiopian uh, eunuch, uh, and he says, uh, he says, what do I need to do? Uh, and, and, uh, and Philip said, you need to believe with your whole heart. So when, we, when I ask somebody to pray sinner's prayer, uh, I, I say to them, you need to mean what you're praying. You need to have some sincerity and some genuineness. When they call out to God to save them, they're calling out to God to save them with their whole heart. I, I, I believe this. And, and, uh, and how is it that we, we are convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt, 100% sure that I'm going to go to heaven uh, with a belief that was a wholehearted belief, and then we can run down a list of things from the Bible and, and realize that we're not doing any of them with all of our heart. Uh, it would make me wonder and worry uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm saved. Uh, did, I even, did I even pray for, to ask God to save me with wholeheartedness and sincerity? Uh, and so hopefully you have done that, and hopefully you meant it when you asked Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior. Uh, but then once you got saved, God says, you need to love me with all of your heart and obey me with all of your heart and serve him with all of your heart and to seek him and return to him with all of your heart. Joshua 22, verse number 5 says this. 
But take diligent heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all His ways and to keep His commandments. And then God added another one here, Joshua, and to cleave unto Him and to serve Him with all your heart. So there's a big list in there. Uh, God rehearsing uh, already things that He has said uh, from the book of Deuteronomy to the children of Israel. Uh, Joshua uh, saying this uh, as well uh, and uh, God charging them. Uh, And He says you need to cleave to the Lord. It's not just seeking Him. It's not just loving Him. It's cleaving to Him. It's becoming one. We're supposed to be like Christ. I'm supposed to leave uh, example in marriage, leave father and mother and cleave unto my wife. Uh, it, there's a, a togetherness, a oneness that is there. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, I, I said to a person not too long ago, I was uh, talking about something and God blessed. And, uh, and they said something like, God, God must really love you. And I, here's what I said to them. I said, me and God, I said, we're like this. That's what I said to them. I said, me and God, we're like this. But there's a part of me in the moment that I said that, uh, that, uh, that the, in all reality, we're really not like this. I'm not, as, uh, I'm not cleaved to him like I really need to be. Uh, I, I've not done with all of my heart that cleaving and made God my communion with him and my relationship with him, my devotional time, my prayer time. All of that can be approved on. Uh, when I pray, um, the Bible says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if I'm doing 100% heartfelt, whole heart prayer, fervent prayer, God says he'll bless it. There are a lot of times that I might not get answered to prayer because I'm not praying with my whole heart. Uh, My relationship with God isn't uh, what it should be, and neither is yours. Proverbs 3, verse number 5, you already know this one. You don't need to turn there, but the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with part of your heart, all of it, your whole heart, and lean not on understanding. Um, Trust. Faith, belief, unbelief, things that we've been talking about a lot. Uh, and uh, uh, do you, uh, my question is, do you trust Him? Yes, I trust Him. Do you trust Him with all your heart? Uh, your answer might be, well, no, I don't. Why? Because you've, you've got doubt and unbelief and you don't know if God's going to come through and you're questioning God or your faith is being challenged and you've got a faith crisis uh, and God says, trust Him with all your heart. Uh, and, and say, I don't know what to do. Uh, God's not directing my past, okay? He's not directing your past because you're not trusting Him with your whole heart. You say, well, how do you know that? Because he, He's not directing your paths. Because He says, if you trust in Him with all your heart, He will direct your paths. So when you say, God's not directing me, God's not guiding me, and I don't know what's going on, uh, the bottom line is, is you're not fulfilling your side of the deal. And that's trusting Him, and He will uh, direct your paths. We talked about this recently, uh, Psalm 9, verse number 1. The Bible says, I will praise thee, O Lord, my, uh, uh, o Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Psalm 111, verse number 1. I will praise thee with my whole heart before the gods. Uh, little g, will I sing praise unto thee. And on and on and on. There's probably, there's probably more verses uh, in the Bible about praising God with your whole heart than there is about obeying God with your whole heart. So as we sang the songs and uh, what I preached about last week uh, and uh, uh, like today, I was just trying to sing out like this morning, sing out, just singing myself out of, the, out of my voice. And uh, in doing that, and you say, you shouldn't do that. Um, there's going to be, uh, I don't know how many people are at that Super Bowl, but I guarantee you the vast majority of them will have no voice tomorrow. Because, because they're going to they're gonna make the most out of their $7,000 ticket. 
or whatever it is that they pay. The average, I think, is $2,500 on a ticket. And uh, and to watch a football game. I I, I love football, but I would never, ever do that. Uh, If somebody bought me Super Bowl tickets, I I probably would never, I, I probably wouldn't even take them. I would, I would give them back and say, please, just give the money to missions or do something. I just, uh, and uh, because it's just, it's, it's such a, I just don't, I don't understand all that. But if, if you're of that, you know, you like to do that and you're going to pay that much and you're going to, it's not just a ticket. You got to fly there. You got to get a hotel. Have you ever eaten in one of them stadiums? Uh, I'm sure a hot dog in there uh, during this thing, if they even, they probably don't even sell that. It's like crab legs and, uh, and, uh, and caviar and whatever at a, at a Super Bowl thing. I mean, you're going to drop some change. So, so, uh, and, but you know, I, this probably happened. I'm not watching a game. But you know there's probably somebody that's paid uh, $2,500, $7,000 for a ticket, and they've spent the whole, the whole game on their telephone playing words with friends or something. And, uh, and so, so they're going to they're gonna scream themselves out of a voice uh, for something that in, in, really in, from eternity it has no value. And so when you sing in congregational music, from everything we mentioned last week, you got you to praise God uh, with your whole heart. Uh, when, when it comes time to say amen, uh, you ought you to say amen. And you ought to say it loud. And you ought to not care if anybody thinks you're weird. And you just do it uh, because you're going to praise Him with everything you have. Uh, and uh, we, can, we can get all critical about people who run aisles and, and whatever. And, uh, you know, I, we, had, we had a guy in our church in Wisconsin. He'd take his, his, his fake leg off and he'd wave it around. Amen, preacher! And he'd, and he'd wave, his, he'd wave his... We'd throw shoes. People would get excited and they would just chuck their shoes at the preacher. Just throw them, boom, 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 and hitting the thing. And you say, you say, that's weird. You know, you know what's weird? Sitting there on your hands and not, not saying a word. That's really weird when it comes down to it. Because if you're going to praise, uh, praise him, it's like, it's like, you know, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> that's not believable. And neither is when you go, amen. But when somebody said, uh, I remember, uh, you, remember Car- you know Carmen? Is he still around? And uh, he'd, he'd visit up, uh, he's visited here before, but he'd come up to our church and, uh, at New Heights and we're meeting in a school and we just got a handful of people there and whatever. And, uh, and Carmen, he's like seven feet tall and 400 pounds, just a giant of a man, I don't know how big he is. Uh, and, uh, and so we'd be in there, there'd be like 20 people there in Carmen and whatever. And, he's, and he'd, amen! And about scare everybody. But if you're going to praise God, the Bible says you're supposed to praise Him with your whole heart. So, so there's guys that, I mean, you, there's places you can go uh, and um, the people are, if they pray, you know, at the altar, there'll be like 100 people praying, but they're praying at the top of their lungs. And they're praising at the top of their lungs. And they're standing up and saying amen and screaming all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, and, uh, and in some of those places, they'll start running around. And you've seen it on the internet, jumping to baptistry full of water. And you say, you say, that's crazy. It might not be your cup of tea or my cup of tea or whatever. But you know what I appreciate about that? Wholeheartedness. I'd rather have somebody jump wholeheartedly into a full baptistry with their suit on during a service uh, than having people just sitting there and not saying a thing. So, so it is, I don't know what excites you. 
I mean, I know it excites some of you. you. If you tell me about it, you just get excited. And, uh, and, and I can tell by the expression on your face that you just really love what you're talking about. And, uh, and the experience that you've gone through or the blessing that you had had. And, and so it's, it's convincing uh, and, uh, and it's believable. So you need to be that way with your love towards God, with your obedience towards Him, all of your heart. Serve Him with all your soul, all your might, all your heart. Seek Him, return to Him, cleave to Him, trust Him, praise Him. All those things, not just an Old Testament thing, it's a New Testament thing. So as we began the service, we all, we all understand really, truly, honestly, what all your heart looks like. And you know what it looks like for you. I mean, you, you know um, what... Uh, uh, you know, uh, gets you going and gets you excited. You know what that is. Uh, but whatever that is, that needs to translate into this list of things that I've said tonight. So we know what it is. And then we just admitted that we aren't that way uh, with a lot of things and especially those things on this list. You say, well, what do we do? Uh, we decide today uh, that I'm just going to do all those things with all my heart, soul, and might, with all my strength with everything that in me is. I'm going to be as, as, as sold out and bought into my faith uh, and my church uh, and, my, and my service to God as I am about whatever else it is. And, uh, and so there, whatever. could be sports, could be whatever stuff you like, and you'll put the money into it. You'll buy the equipment. And, uh, I, you know, I start thinking about going hunting, uh, and, and doing that, but I, I haven't been for so long. I, gotta, I have to totally re-gear. So for me to go hunt and praise the Lord, the church years ago, they had bought me a, a new a rifle. I've still not even put a scope on that thing. And, uh, and, uh, but I'm going to have to buy new jackets and new boots and, and whatever. And, uh, and, and when you start adding all that up, it, that, that dollar amount buys a whole lot of meat. And so you know, you know why I haven't hunted for 18 years? Because I'm not as bought into it as I used to be. And it's going to cost me something to go hunting. Are you following me? And, uh, and so, but if I love hunting and I want to go hunting, I, you know, there's a guy in our church, he got a $40,000 set. These people were poor as poor could be. Uh, he was a carpenter and he was allergic to sawdust. And he got a $40,000 a $40, settlement from one of his people he worked for. And uh, his kids had glasses that got tape on it. Uh, his wife had ratty furniture in their house. They lived in, uh, in abstract poverty. And you know what that sorry guy did with that $40,000? He went hunting in Saskatchewan for white-tailed deer. And then did a guided hunt in Manitoba. Uh, and uh, bought all kinds of new fishing equipment and all kinds of different things uh, And uh, while his kids did without. You know why he did that? Because he loved hunting and fishing more than he loved his family. And so with all of his heart, I mean, you got to be, when you're going to drop you know, $4,000 to go shoot a white-tailed deer uh, in Saskatchewan, and it was probably more than that, uh, you gotta, I, love, I love venison, but I don't love it that much. But we make choices. We do what we want to do. So whatever it is that you really love, um, I hope that you love God more than that. And that you are just as wholehearted in that love, service, obedience, etc. with Him as you are for whatever that is. And if the Holy Spirit of God says, you know what, uh, Bob, you're not. You're, you're not doing this with all your heart. Then, then, then I ought to pray and fix that. And, uh, and, then, and, then, and then make it 
uh, and, and make it important and, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and grow in it and, and, and be involved in it and just make it, just live, eat, and breathe the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's really what we're supposed to do. So that's my challenge. It's what does God require? He requires some things from us. Uh, but in these list of things, it's love and it's all of it. It's all your heart, all your soul, all your might, all your strength, all your mind. Uh, it is wholeheartedness, not half-heartedness. Uh, and, uh, and if we fail the Lord in these areas, we ought to just repent wholeheartedly. With all of our heart, we turn back and say, God, um, I'm going to make a change and I need your help. Uh, and uh, and uh, you got to, but if you wait, uh, to get a burden for some of these things, uh, you'll just keep waiting. Uh, you need to commit uh, to it and then give it 100% uh, in that commitment. Let's all stand, uh, and uh, we're going to have our invitation here in just a minute.